Whenever I visit France, I always see lots of top bottles for sale, but when I get back home, those same bottles can be much harder to find, if not impossible. That's why I use IdealWine.com. At IdealWine.com, I can buy wines directly from France for delivery directly to my home. They have new auctions every week, and the fixed price selection is equally awesome. Clos Rouchard, Chateau Reyes, and Ulysse Colon, as well as many more greats from all over France, are regularly available on the website. Best of all, it is simple and hassle-free to buy them. Ideal Wine handles all the customs and logistics hurdles for you and for me. Wines are ordered with a couple of clicks, and then they arrive. It is simple. Check out IdealWine.com for more information. That's I-D-E-A-L-W-I-N-E.com to find what you'd like to be drinking. I'll drink to that, where we get behind the scenes of the beverage business. I'm Levy Dalton. I'm Erin Scala. And here's our show today. Andrea Kalik on the show today. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. Oh, excellent. Welcome to New York. Thank you. So you're making wine in the Ardèche. Yeah. But originally you're from Czechoslovakia. That's right. And how did that segue? And what happened in between being in the Czech army to moving to France? When I was in Czech army, I was just going in France like for holiday because it was uh, after 89. So we had first time possibility like in army to go for two weeks holiday in another countries. And uh, so uh, I was going to France. And when I came there, of course, I wanted to stay a little bit more than two weeks because I was going in chiking and it was first time I was chiking so far. So uh, it took me like five days to go in south of the France. And uh, so I was going to see some doctor and to ask him if he can try to write me uh, that I'm sick. Uh, well, so I stayed uh, three weeks more. Well, so and uh, I told my mother just to say in army that I'm sick, but uh, she didn't say it in this way. So, uh, well, all all the all the military police was looking for me like deserter. I saw that movie. Yeah, yeah with the dogs and then <laughs> a lot of yelling. <laughs> So you had to go back to Czechoslovakia? Yeah, so I was going to go back uh, and uh, when I finished army, uh, like five days after, I was going uh, with my friends. They was going one week before me, wanted to go in Germany to make little money and to go to Brazil, just, uh, just a road trip. And uh, then uh, in Germany, in Frankfurt, uh, we had a friend who was in Czech Republic before. He thought it's better go to south of the France, uh, Nice. So uh, we changed it. We was going to Nice. And then I met a French woman and I stayed with her. And uh, I never been in Brazil. Well, you didn't make it? No. <laughs> no. And you worked around Nice? Uh, not really nice, but not so far. It's uh, all the time uh, uh, south southeast of of the France. Yeah. So like Côte d'Axon, Provence. Yeah, Provence. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. So you worked at Ovet. Yeah, just one year. Yeah, it was just mission to to help her to pass from biologic to biodynamic uh, way of farming. And how did you get involved with biodynamic farming? 
Uh, because I was working before, uh, from uh, 99, I was interested about biodynamic and I was working a little bit with, uh, uh, with uh, Nicola Jolie. I made conference together, we met in Czech Republic and uh, translating his book and uh, like that. So, uh, and uh, I know uh, one, um, one girl, so a very good friend of uh, Dominikovet. Uh, so it's like that. It was just meeting, uh, uh, like uh, like all the time in my life. I met uh, good people in good time. And what about? Did you spend any time in Morgon or? Uh, yes, that uh, I met uh, like '99. Uh, Jan Roel, it's on a look, uh, and uh, he was uh, working in this year first time for uh, Marcelari show, uh, like on Olo consulting. So uh, I made like that Marcel show and other wineries uh, working in this way in uh, south uh, uh, of Coduron. And with him I was, uh, I met uh, first, uh, it was uh, Petit Max, Guy Breton from Morgan, and then uh, Marcel Pierre, uh, Paul Po, uh, Tevene, uh, and uh, Petit Jean, Metra, all, uh, all these gang. And what was that experience like? Oh, it was very nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who are, I mean, in terms of, I've actually never met any of those people. I've drunk mm. all their wines, but who, what were they like in person? I was the most with uh, Petit Max, yeah, because we was working after with Jan uh, uh, from 2004. I was working like uh, in consulting uh, company and uh, was also small negos, a negotiant uh, company and was working in uh, Beaujolais and also in south of the run. So when we was in Beaujolais, he was sleeping in Petit Max's house. Uh, and Petit Max is Guy Breton, right? That's, yeah. that's his nickname. Yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, I could see how he makes the wine and uh, teach uh, quite a lot there, yeah. So sort of in a natural style, little carbonic maceration. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And at some point you uh, worked at Mazel in the south. Mazel, it was when I was with Hovet. I met her in 2004, before I was starting with Jan. And uh, so we've been in uh, some tasting together. And he told me then he has uh, like uh, 30 hectares and this time it's too big for him. He wants to go a little bit down and uh, he's looking for somebody uh, will be interesting to take uh, some uh, some hectares and uh, who would be uh, work uh, uh, more or less same way yeah and so that was you and that was me in first time yeah? after it was another person but first uh, it was me but it took me like uh, uh, two years i was two years going uh, uh, loads of seasons there uh, tasting uh, looking the grapes, uh, tasting the grapes, looking the wine arts and choosing uh, if yes or not and which one part and well, yeah. And uh, uh, Gerald and all family, Jocelyn and his father was very, very, very open and very gently to me, yeah, absolutely. So you get down there and you're renting vines from Mazel and when do you start making wines under Andrea Kalik label? It was 2007. First vintage, yeah. I started with three hectares. I rent in the beginning from Mazel, and I had uh, some uh, like garage uh, where I make a wine, I made wine. Yeah. And slowly I bought uh, 
this uh, this uh, parcel and after I bought uh, another part of San Philip because it's some place uh, because he bought it together with uh, Domen Vigno it's also from Valvigne and this one is Alba La Romaine so it's a little bit far from them so it was uh, they was okay to, to sell it to me so I was happy like that I have five hectares and a half uh, in one piece uh, by the seller that's very comfortable to work and uh, yeah. and what did you make the first year in 2007 what 2007 was, yeah what was the production like I did like uh, 12,000 bottles I think in, in the beginning it was like that uh, by 10 between 10 and 12,000 yeah. and you felt comfortable right away in terms of winemaking you were ready to go you, you said I can do this Ready to go uh, because I was going. Yeah, I think I was ready to go. Yeah, but uh, we are not all the time uh, absolutely ready. Yeah. So you made the blonde for the first time in two thousand seven. Yeah, how did that come about? How it come? But it was uh, because I just wanted to make uh, white, dry white. Name is blonde. Uh, same, not same, but uh, it's very easy. Blonde. And uh, because uh, the first fermentation, it was like three years uh, and it didn't have place, it is, it's in oak uh, and I didn't have money. Uh, so I had to do something uh, uh, for uh, part of the wines to, to sell it uh, uh, faster. So I made blonde. Yeah. And in 2011, I have enough place in my cellar to make just the white dry white and so i stop it uh, blonde yeah. so after 11 there's no more blonde no no i make it all the time but uh, just for me oh good well hopefully you'll share some with me because i really like uh, that one <laughs> just just for to to see uh to don't lose the hand about it uh, and because i would like to make some bistro in a cellar so maybe i will make it after just for bistro there but i will never sell it again no so it was a blend of Chardonnay. And- uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. It's not so usual, but I was thinking that Chardonnay will uh, bring uh, some acidity uh, on uh, on this uh, kind of uh, uh, the, the wine and uh, Viognier, some flowers. Uh, so well, I tried like that, and sometimes it was not so bad. Did, it, did you plan for it to be to have bubbles from the beginning? Yeah, no, no, blonde, it was normally, yeah, 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 because uh, fermentation was so long, when I put it in bottle, uh, I had like 18, I think first day, was like 18 or 17 grams of sugar, so uh, for my, in my head it was for bubbles, yeah, because also it was in special bottles, champagne bottles for, for, uh, for to uh, keep pressure, so yeah, yeah, bubbles it was uh, all the time in my head. Yeah. Because without the bubbles, it would have been really sweet. Uh, yeah, without bubbles, it's uh, for me a little bit boring because uh, even 50 grams of sugar, it's uh, for me too much. After some people like it, but uh, not me. Did you, in some ways, view it kind of like like beer production? Because, you know, it has that crown cap on the top. You're from Czechoslovakia. Blonde is what often certain beers are referred to. Was there a history there behind your thinking or you thought, oh, maybe something About like name? Yeah, or just style. My style uh, was not, I was not thinking about style. I just put it in battle and I was, uh, I was hoping that uh, bubbles will come inside. 
and blonde uh, it was because it was uh, 2007 so first it was blonde uh, 007 and uh, i found it funny but i forget that will be blonde 008 and it's much less funny so well it's, it's just like that yeah. mm. so you stopped making it and uh another one that you have made and then you changed a little bit more recently was the babiole in terms of the blend you changed it yeah so how did that get started which is a red wine yeah that was because in beginning i had a different parcel than i have now i had from san philippe just like uh from a half part san philippe uh, of gerald i have half and i have another parcel like carino uh, in uh, valvinier but when i bought uh, the, the the parcel Gerard told me you bought it but you take it everything there so it was after too much for me so I I leave it him uh, Carino so it's uh, it's for that it was different blending uh, between 2007 2010 and 11 12 like that because it used to have the Carignan in it in the beginning yes and now yeah. it does not no and how have you seen the difference in terms of the taste with that change don't think it's uh, so much important like uh, I think uh, vintage is more important than uh, because Carignan it was like a 10 uh, 15 20 percent so it was a, a quite small part of Babiol so it was all the time uh, most of the uh, Grenache and uh, second was Syrah and how do you drink the wine do you decant it do you drink it straight from the bottle what no do you- I, I don't decant wine and no. what do you eat it with? Or do you just drink? Sometimes I just drink. Uh, sometimes I eat. Uh, I eat with Babiol. It's, uh, it's, it depends on vintage, of course, uh, all the time. But, uh, for example, it's 2012. It's, uh, it's quite uh, uh, easy drinkable wine. So uh, sausage, uh, pate, these things, uh, it's okay. Yeah. And how have you seen those vintages vary? What what had happened in those years in terms of conditions from the the harvest? But most of the time it's uh, climate. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's what changed because I don't change much. I just uh, I have to change every year because the grapes are different. But it's uh, climate. It's uh, the, the weather. Uh, told me, uh, tell me, like in September or August when I make harvest, I start to make vinification. How to uh, be uh, the last possible stupid with the with the with the grapes. So. In terms of that conditions, could you summarize for me the different years? Like you know, what was it like in ten? What was it like in eleven? What was it like in twelve? Yeah, in seven uh, two thousand seven, for example, it was uh, quite nice vintage with without uh, complication, uh, good maturity, everything like that was okay. Two thousand eight, it was a big catastrophe. Because it was raining uh, loads of uh, like one month uh, all the time in May. So we lose it uh, like uh, someone uh, 100% uh, meat was like 80%. But because I was small, so I was going uh, with my sinking back uh, to make treatment. And so uh, Grenache and Carignan was, uh, was burned. Uh, so it's special vintage because even Babiol is like 80-85% Syrah. And then uh, you have uh, 2009, what was very, very hot vintage. And we had uh, 
everywhere in France problem with uh, volatile. So the volatile acidity was high. going high, 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 but we didn't know why. From all France, people call me, uh, uh, and I, I knew it. So, so I say, you, you call me about for volatile? Yes, yes, yes. You, I say, me same. You understand? I don't know. I don't understand? I don't know what happened. Nobody understood what happened. But it was good this volatile because uh, it was uh, volatile making by um, uh, vinification. So it's uh, it's including in a wine. And uh, wine was so strong uh, and so powerful that it was very good to have a little bit volatile uh, for uh, for to have some uh, some acidity more or something like that. If not, it will be maybe too heavy without volatile 2009. And but uh, by uh, winemaking, it was quite hot for us, yeah, because we didn't know where where, where it will be stop. Uh, well, so it's all the time like that. And what about ten? Then it was different. Uh, it was less uh, less hot vintage. It's uh, quite easy drinkable wine, and then it was strange for me, a special vintage for me, because I leave it my cellar to a new uh, winemaker started, and uh, my uh, cellar was not finished. So I make vinification in. Uh, Domaine Mazel, uh, Domaine Mazel uh, Winery. So it was, uh, you know, I am with somebody, so it was uh, very well, but uh, I had to uh, to see uh, and to feel another place. It was, uh, for that, it was not easy. Yeah. And so eventually you did open your own cellar. You have your own cellar facility. Yeah, 2011 was first uh, fermentation in my cellar. And what was it like working in that facility? Well, excellent. I was very happy. How big is it? It's not so big, but it's okay for me. But it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's new, it's uh, functionally. Uh, and uh, so you uh, you clean it very fastly. You know, it's, uh, it's very comfortable, yeah. And do you still live in the vines, like in the trailer in the vines? Yes, still, yes. And does that give you, you know, you can just like walk out and there are the vines. So it's kind of easy. Yeah. It's like no commute, you know. No. That's, yeah. Those are yeah. your vines, you work them? Yeah, that's what I like. And what was 11 like in terms of the climate conditions? 11, it was uh, hot uh, and strong vintage. Uh, was uh, quite close to 7, I say. Yeah. And it was quite easy uh, fermentation. I was quite surprised because uh, uh, the salary was new, so I was a little bit scared, and uh, it will be will start uh, slowly. It started slowly, but uh, finish it very not very fast, but uh, without any problems. It was uh, was quite easy vintage. Uh, 2014, if, if it's like that, I uh, I signed now. Yeah. You think you think it's going to no, be? No, I, I sign and now I, I I say yes. Well, oh yeah, you yeah, preferred it yeah, to be yeah, like that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but did did you see lower yields in twelve and thirteen? Yeah, big yeah. difference for me. Yeah. Because uh, twelve, uh, it was quite hard for us. Uh, thirteen also about quantity. Uh, it was uh, two uh, quite cold uh, uh, years. Well, so it's. Uh, and quantity, it's uh, very slow. Uh, 2012, it's uh, 
I think it's about 20 years the lowest quantity in France. 2013, it's quite similar. So it's all the time a little bit hard if you have two vintage, very small vintage about quantity. Have, has it been difficult for you? Because you just opened your own cellar? No, no, it's okay for me. It's not, uh, it's, uh, it's, if it will uh, continue like that for uh, two, three years, it will be very difficult. But, uh, yeah. And what about the Syrah that you make? Chateau de Garde? That's Syrah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my favorite answer to yeah. the show so far. So, but I mean, uh, what is the concept there with your own thinking? What are you striving to produce? I try with every wine to produce the best I can with the grapes I have. With the grapes, I uh, help it to to born. Syrah uh, is wine um, like uh, uh, about Babiol. It's wine uh, more complicated. Stronger, of course, because maceration is uh, longer. The 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 wine, wine arts it's older, and so it's you have less quantity, and uh, so you have like uh, one month of maceration for Syrah, and uh, after it's uh, one year in oak uh, for uh, what we call élevage. So yeah, so it's uh, it's wine. It's a little bit more complicated and uh, stronger than Babiol, yeah. In this country, I think you're often associated with natural wine. Is that something that you associate with in your own mind? Is that a part of what you're about, or how should I understand what you're up to? Natural wine, uh, uh, what I can say, uh, it started to be big world, like biodynamic, it's now big world. I think we don't have to speak about these things much. It's very, uh, lots of time it's very personal. And uh, my definition of natural wine is you don't put anything, you don't take out anything, just grapes uh, with fermentation. Well, and uh, because I am lazy, I don't like to make something, but I don't see a reason why to make it. Well. And what has the market been like for you? What is it like to sell the wines that you make? Almost like everywhere. In Europe, uh, it's uh, in France, of course, normal. Then Czech Republic, a little bit, not much, but uh, it's normal also. And then it's uh, Swiss, Belgium, Holland, England, Denmark, Sweden, uh, Germany, Italy, then United States, Canada. Japan. So we're actually pretty low on the, the United States is pretty low on the the buying level compared no, to other No, no, it's one of the big markets. Yeah, yeah, it's not the biggest, but it's one of the big markets. Yeah. And what has the scene changed in terms of working the fairs and introducing it to people? Do you see more people coming now? No, it's very difficult to to go in my place because uh, uh, because if my telephone number is in internet somewhere, I change my number. How many times have you had to do that? Twice. <laughs> and uh, I, because I work alone, I don't have time to, uh, to reservate people. So you have to call me, what is difficult, or you have to send mail, what is possible, because mail is in every b- battles. 
and uh, they, I see if it's possible and like that. So, but it's not open like uh, some winery. You have all the time somebody there and you can come and and uh, to taste and buy. Or, or no, it's not possible because uh, well, I am alone, and yeah. because I prefer to make wine than sell wine. And yeah. what is success for you? I mean, if if you're happy, what makes that happen? If I'm happy, what's happened? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I smile. <laughs> no, no, not not the result of when you're happy, but what makes you happy? In a in a winemaking. In or, in life or anything. In life. Yeah. Ah, to have good time. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel the wines are a part of that, like they're. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So so is approachability a part of that? Is being able to just drink? Not even. I I, I have good time. Uh, you know, now I am like for three weeks out in uh, Czech Republic, Sweden, Denmark, now uh, New York. Uh, so I will be happy to come back to be in wine art alone in nature and uh, just uh, just be alone and look at wines, uh, the cut, uh, cut the wine arts, yeah. and that's 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 uh, make me happy. Yeah. Of course, it make me happy also to be in New York. Uh, have some good parties to, and to drink and speak and laugh with people until too late. Yeah, also. How often do you come to New York? That's first time. Oh, that's your first time. Okay. Yeah, that's first time I was going everywhere. Oh, okay. In Sweden, it was first time. And Denmark, it was last year first time. Uh, England, it was first time. Swiss, it was first time. Uh, Belgium, it was first time. Holland, it was first time. Uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't was going anywhere before. Yeah, it's the first year. Is that because of the climate conditions in fourteen, or is it because of increased popularity for the wines? No, 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 no. That's just because uh, I didn't have uh, time. Because uh, from ten we started to build the cellar, uh, so it was. Uh, uh, yeah, I was very busy about about that, uh, and. Uh, uh, why? Well, so I was busy. First, uh, first uh, things. Why? Well, now it's finished. So I told to myself, it's uh, it will be nice for me, maybe for people also, to see uh, every countries and uh, not every, but uh, most of country, and to uh, to see how people drink. Uh, the wine there, uh, how uh, eat, uh, where is it, and to say hello, to have good time also, of course. Do people, do you have people that work with you now? Does someone help no. you? Just you? Yeah, I have all the time people for uh, some uh, some work like bottling or harvest, of course, and something like that. We need to be like three or four uh, for short time, like two days, uh, three days, uh, like that. But I don't have anybody in a year now. You know, when you think about the wines, are they meant to be drunk on release, or should I be cellaring them for a while, or some combination of the two? That's depend battle. Yeah, you can uh, you can put it uh, if you buy 2012 now, you can put it in cellar for a few years. Chateau de Garde maybe for 10, 2011. White maybe for 20, but I'm not sure because I didn't make. A, so long timeline, so we will see uh, now in uh, 13, 13 years, if it's possible to have it 20, 20 years. 
but Babiol 2007, it's Babiol 2007. It's uh, no, it's still okay, but it's uh, it's going to die. But Chaton 2007 is still living. So well, it's different. Have there been surprises for you along the way? What surprised you while you've been making wine in the Ardèche? By 2008, about the weather, it was big surprised <laughs> because uh, it was. Uh, now we are smiling, but we was not smiling absolutely in this time. I was all the time in the wine art with my with my uh, treatment machine in in my in my back and uh, trying to to do something. So, so I was working quite hard, and I have uh, like ten percent of uh, of the of the grapes. And uh, people have more uh, more than me of hectares, so couldn't do it like that. Uh, so they didn't have nothing. But uh, it was costed so much money, and it was a very expensive ten percent. So that was very uh, yeah, that was a big surprise. Uh, this uh, this kind of the uh, raining all the time with hot temperature uh, was very fast. Uh, so how it goes so fast? Uh, yeah, that was I was surprised. And I had another surprise about the wine. 2009, very hot year, and Viognier Blanc, white. Uh, it's uh, surprisingly uh, fresh, yeah. without acidity. It's not much acidity, but in a mouse, uh, it's uh, it's fresh. Yeah. So that's nice surprise. Are there other people's wines that you happen to really like or that you've learned from over the period of time, either through drinking or working with them? But, uh, I will say uh, Domaine Mazel because uh, he makes really excellent wines. And uh, because I have change, uh, to, to chance to, um, to, to taste old vintage, uh, well, that's, uh, yeah. And our wines are very, very amazing. Uh, also, some old vintage uh, of new vintage, also, but uh, old vintage uh, from uh, Petit Max, like uh, he's 82 in Magnum, uh, 89, it's amazing. There are loads of loads of wines to make me a uh, uh, very nice vibration, strong vibration, uh, and I say, wow, I would like to make that. How have you seen the reception when you've traveled to these places for the first time? What has it been like to meet the people who are interested in your wines? Uh, it was uh, people was every everywhere very very nice, uh, except here. Yeah, except no, <laughs> no, no, in New York, era, very 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 nice. Yeah. Uh, but I am quite shy, so I don't like to speak much about wines. It's not my thing, so it's a little bit difficult for me. Uh, until to like two o'clock morning after it's okay, but um, before uh, it's a little bit difficult. But now people was uh, yeah it was excellent. Yeah. In the Ardèche, do you see more and more people working in the style that you do? Yeah, the, you do absolutely. When I was coming there, it was just uh, Domaine Mazel, uh, Gilles Azoni. I was third, and now we are like ten working in this small area of Ardèche because they are in Ardèche of North. Like 30 kilometers of us, uh, you have uh, Thierry Alemont, Hervé Sou, Daniel Sage, uh, Domaine de la Lune, uh, other people, uh, friends, but, uh, well, but in our small area, yeah, yeah from uh, two uh, 
in seven years uh, we are uh, 10 and will be another two guys uh, more uh, next year so it's yeah it's excellent what's Good synergy what's the soil like in the area where you work where i am it's uh, calcare loads of calcare and uh, argil uh, how we say it in english uh, argil so it's uh, quite heavy uh, ground so for to work the ground uh, it's not uh, it's not easy you have to i am waiting uh, all the time the most of the time i can before uh, next train yeah. and is it different to work grenache than Syrah? is there qualities no, of no it's quite more the uh, same pretty because much the same. yeah it's one piece uh, what is different it's um, inclination because it's going like a little bit in the uh, east and uh, the, the uh, uh, and after it's going uh, a little bit to north a little bit to south yeah that's things and then you have uh, you have for example one hectare of grenache in this one hectare you have like three different soil not really different soil but soil different differently working you have uh, one part you have like uh, maybe 30, 40 centimeters of soil and then you have a stone and in other part we have like one meter, one meter and a half so it works differently. Being, you know, Czech in France, do you feel a bit like an outsider sometimes or have people been welcoming to you there in the region? No, I don't feel like outsider, no. no. You know, if you go to Ardèche, even if you are Paris, maybe it's worse. If you are from Paris, you are outsider. So, now Czech, uh, it was uh, for the for the people quite okay because uh, they didn't know from which galaxy it's the Czech Republic. So uh, it was uh, easier. Yeah. If I was Parisian uh, from Paris, it would be much more difficult, I think. And how did you meet Savio Suarez, your importer? We met together in some wine tasting. He was working with uh, Axel Puffer. And I think it's Axel uh, uh, made him drink uh, my wines first. Uh, and then we saw uh, each other in uh, Miles in Bio, I think it was. Yeah. And what's it been like to work with? How we work together? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's good. I like Savio. He's uh, he's very uh, uh, singular, uh, special guy, uh, guy, but gay, and uh, <laughs> not gay at all. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. no. <coughs> and uh, he he has big enthusiast for uh, what he's making, and uh, I think he works a lot uh, uh, for us. And same time for himself, I hope so. And uh, he's funny. We have good time, and he don't. Uh, he's not. Uh, you know, it's all the time very friendly. It's not. Uh, don't speak. Uh, I am here like four days. We never spoke about money. Uh, we never spoke about uh, these things. About uh, no, it's uh, speak uh, about wines, of course. Uh, but it's a friendly discussion. It's okay. I like it. Uh. There's been some discussions in France about you know certain growers who 
have gotten into trouble or uh, via like not not spraying like Gibolo or the way that they label their wines like Cousin and they've had you know in a way feels like a lot of troubles um, has any of that reached people that have been in your circle in the Ardash or has it been straight fairly straightforward in dealing with uh, authorities no, I think I think it's everywhere uh, in France. Uh, in Ardèche, we don't have problem about the people. Uh, we are by them because uh, first uh, it's no appellation where we are, so uh, uh, for that it's okay. And then other other people are just uh, making the the grapes and put it in cooperative. So we are absolutely not in same market. Uh, so uh, they was laughing. In the beginning, now a little bit less because now uh, they they see that we are more and more and uh, uh, we are still uh, living and making this uh, this work. So uh, they maybe maybe ask question of yourself. Uh, well, maybe it's not just some uh, hippie or punk uh, uh, crazy idea. It's maybe maybe it works, but we don't have problem with them. Absolutely not. Uh, but we don't have to. Uh, to treatment about Cicadel, uh, like in Burgundy, what was, uh, we don't have this obligation. So uh, after, I don't know what we will do, uh, if, uh, if it will happen. We will be uh, like all the time, uh, we will uh, take some uh, good food and good drink together and we will decide um, probably together what we will do. Have you seen effects of climate change in Ardash? Are there different pests or different... Um no, I am too too short time there to to see climate change, especially than uh, uh, last two years was uh, quite cold years, so no. But uh, of course, if you speak with uh, old people from there, like are making this work like uh, 50, 60 years, uh, yeah, they say uh, it changed a lot uh, because they was. Uh, keeping uh, picking the grapes uh, like in October. And we make it in uh, August, September, beginning of September. But August sometimes, sometimes yeah. August. Yeah, yeah normally, norm- in normally uh, time it's August. Yeah. Andrea Kalik, he's still alive and he's still making wine in the Ardèche, and less people are laughing. Thank you very much for being Thank here you. today. It's nice to meet you, Andrea Kalik of the Kalik Winery. All drink to that is hosted and produced by myself, Levy Dalton. Aaron Scala has contributed original pieces. Editorial assistance has been provided by Bill Kimsey. The show music was performed and composed by Rob Moose and Thomas Bartlett. Show artwork by Alicia Tenoyan. T-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, and so much more, including show stickers, notebooks, and even gift wrap are available for sale if you check the show website, alldrinktothatpod.com. That's I-L-L, drinktothatpod.com which is the same place you'd go to sign up for our email list or to make one of the crucially important donations that help keep this show operating. You can donate from anywhere using PayPal or Stripe on the show website. Remember to hit subscribe or to follow this show in your favorite podcast app, please. That's super important to see every episode. And thank you for listening.